To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Hear that snoring? Two sleeping puppies. Oh, they're awake! And they're heading over to that cute chubby baby that's just sitting there. What? Oh, now they're licking his face. Words will never do this justice. You'll just have to picture it. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Good afternoon, good evening, or it's Sui. I'm better ready this. See you guys on tech. I am Eagle Falcon. Welcome to the first episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech for 2021. I know, every time I say that, it feels like some kind of lazy cop-out. But it, it's just obligated for whatever reason. Although, granted, just to say, we're free! We're free of 2020! It's just making us feel all that good, but let's be really honest. We don't know what's going to happen this year. I have high hopes. I have high hopes because if I don't have high hopes, I'm going to be thoroughly depressed and no one wants to listen to yet another person that is thoroughly depressed. Speaking of things that are thoroughly depressed, the U- this U.S. law enforcement little lawsuit that is being thrown at a VPN service that was used to facilitate criminal activity. This was filed on behalf of the Eastern Jurisdiction of Michigan where seized websites were allegedly offering VPN proxy services specifically to hide illegal activity. It kind of made you wonder how long it was going to be until this came up. How long was it going to be until someone was going to claim that VPNs are being used to hide illegal activities? Supposedly this particular one from insorg.org safe-inet.com and safeinet.net were specifically offering VPN and quote bulletproof hosting services to hide illicit activities but here's my question though Were they really? Or is this just, we found out that some super bad people were using these particular VPNs and said, this has to stop. Because then what's what's preventing, say, NordVPN from getting a knock on the door? Or what's 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 another VPN that spends... 18 kajillion dollars on advertisement, but turns out they offer a very mediocre product 
I don't know, pick one. What's stopping anyone from finding some guy doing something that is technically illegal and then suing the entire VPN because they're hiding illicit activity which is then going to force VPN providers to start spying on their customers to make sure that no one is doing anything illegal. This has the potential to be the end of VPNs. But in the end, who knows? Only time can tell. And other wait what news Ticketmaster is going to be paying out $10 million for hacking a rival ticket seller. I'm sorry, what? Like, you want to read the rest of the article, but at the same time, it's just like, I, what? It sounds like the plot to a movie. Ticketmaster hacked a rival ticket seller using stolen login credentials at a company summit. Well, well, welcome to the future of uh, just the future where companies now hack other companies about this sort of thing. So this thing actually is, from what I understand, fairly old. The hacking allegations were first reported in 2017. And according to the report, this happened way back in 2013. But only now... Is Ticketmaster just settling for just paying ten million dollars for the whole thing, which is not which is now given us the headline Ticketmaster paying ten million for hacking competition. Everyone's hacking. Speaking of sad things to see go, uh it is official now. Adobe Flash player is officially dead. It's gone. Gone forever. You can no, uh, it will no longer be supported. You can no longer download new copies of it, but there are tools to emulate it. But if you're thinking now, oh no, I no longer can view the Flash things on my on my web browser well that's not really true if you still have flash player you can 
In fact, if you know where to go to actually get Flash content and you still have the player, all you need to do is just enable it and it'll still play. He says, trying to find something that he can show in Flash that is potentially not Oh, here we go. You can still do it. It's still there. But the support is officially gone. It is it's just man. It kind of it it kind of hurts close, you know. To me specifically at least. Just because anytime you mention Flash, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Newgrounds. You can still get content on Newgrounds, but I mean, none of it's the old Salad Fingers or Homestar Runner or anything of that nature. The early days of the internet. It's now not supported. And I actually said this on the early bird briefing as well, but, uh, This is all Apple's fault. It's all Apple's fault for trying to kill Flash on the iPhone so, so long ago. With no good transition, I give you Intel deciding to actually do something with their lives. Behold, the Adler Lake S16 core CPU is showing similar multi-core performance to the Ryzen 5 3600X. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Holy cow. Intel's catching up to... Wait a second. Does anyone else notice the problem here? Quick. Raise your hand. Who notices the problem? So there's a couple of things wrong with this headline that really does not make this sound anywhere near as good as uh, as you'd think. First off, this 16-core Adler Lake S. Now, to be fair... This is, on paper, supposed to be a big, little architecture. So, to call it a 16-core CPU is lying. Because you're never going to be able to use all 16 of those cores at once. You are going to use 8 or 8, or maybe 10 or 6. Some kind of mix like that. Some of them are going to be big, high-performance cores. The other is going to be couple watt cores the Ryzen 5 3600X is if I'm not mistaken an 8 core CPU the other thing uh, 3000 series is not the latest version of Ryzen 5000 is
if this is really all they can muster, Intel's in way, way worse shape than anyone's willing to admit. Fortunately, however, investors of Intel have finally stopped sipping the Kool-Aid, which, by the way, it is some really, really good Kool-Aid. Blueberry, too. I mean, a, a hedge fund investor has advised Intel to outsource their CPU manufacturing, and they demand, demand a strategy shakeup. So it's really starting to come down to the fact that Intel, the people who invest in Intel, those who actually help fund Intel, they're saying, hey, I've got money invested in you. I want to make sure it's not a bad investment. You need to get your stuff together. And you need to get off 14 nanometer already. Don't get me wrong. The Intel engineers have pulled miracles out of their hat with 14 nanometer. It is stunning. The amount of performance they have gotten out of 14 nanometer. The fact that they're as competitive as they are right now while being multiple steps behind all of their competition is nothing short of mind-blowing. But here's the thing. AMD is on 7 nanometer. It's not going to be long until AMD moves to 5 nanometer. Apple is starting at 5 nanometer. Apple has also proven, as much as I hate to say it, because I've been ripping on Apple's decision to switch to ARM from the get-go, Apple has proven that, under the correct circumstances, ARM is a viable powerhouse. And Intel's still just sitting back there, sucking its thumb, trying to figure out how to get down into single digits. Up quiz class, what's lower than 14 in the Intel world? Nothing. Well, this really is very quickly becoming a do-or-die moment for Intel. And like I said, big moves really should have been made towards the end of last year. But then again, everyone had to pretty much slam on the brakes as no one was allowed to live outside of their bedrooms for a large chunk of the last year. But I digress. Big moves need to happen. And I do mean need. 
That being said, though, Intel Rocket Lake S, the desktop variant of the Rocket Lake family, is going to be starting in January. So we should, should, in theory, see it coming soon. All right, let, let's uh, let's place predictions. When do you think you're going to be able to get an Intel Rocket Lake the CPU? I'm going to say June. In a normal world, it would take Intel a couple of months to have enough stock for mass produ- production for the launch date, but I'm... I'm just going to put it out there. I think with the way that everything's going and the fact that the bot scalpers are seeing are showing no sign of stopping. I think they're going to scoop up all the Intel ones too. Despite the fact that Intel is an inferior product to the AMD Ryzen family. I think they're going to scoop all of them up too. And I think they're going to be scalped as well. And I will be super, super sad. We do, however, have uh, some benchmarks of the Rocket Lake family. And, well, um, if these benchmarks are correct... It's not looking good for Intel. Now, granted, the benchmarks we have are, quote, locked at 4 gigahertz. Why are they locked at 4 gigahertz? I don't know. But that was the benchmark we have here, and I have a suspicion that's just to... I'm assuming that's just actually to measure performance per clock or instructions per clock. And, well, the top-tier Core i9 part scores a 200 on Cinebench R15, and the Ryzen 7 scores 221. And this Ryzen 7 is the the R7-5800X. So, an 8-core part versus... What I assume to be a 10-core part is 10% faster per core or per instruction. And then the 10-core part from Intel scores a 1,029 in multi-threaded, whereas the Ryzen 7 scores a 1,121. So once again... 10% faster. Good luck, Intel! Good freaking luck. We're going to take a break here when we come back. More places deciding that they're going to go ahead and just make their own GPUs, because... Not GPUs, CPUs, because, I mean... Why not? Everyone should make their own CPUs, apparently. 
Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Oddly enough, I wasn't going to talk about it because it seemed to just be like a minor outage, but it seemed big at the time. Yesterday, Twitch experienced some problems regarding its live chat services. And it was very minor. All right. I mean, it, it happens. A server goes down, a little, a little this or that, the whole, whole system goes down, and it's back up 15 minutes later. But for 15 minutes, oh, my God, everything broke. And it was like on and off yesterday. And there's tons of theories as to why. But we didn't think too much about it because... A couple hours later, everything seemed to be rock solid. Until now, I'm not even kidding. While I was recording this podcast live at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. All services for Twitch except for video and the on-channel Twitch extensions the ones that appear on the screen all went down. My extensions that show up under the channel are not working. My links are not working under the under the channel. My badges are not working under the channel. And the chat is also not working on the Twitch channel. So... We're very quickly like trying to come up with a makeshift way for the live chat to interact and to comment using Discord. So, woo! Oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Almost as interesting as members of uh, as I'm not entirely sure what the organization is, but the headline just says member states join forces for a European initiative on processors and semiconductor technologies. Basically, it looks like 18 EU member states want to develop their own processors. On one hand, this is very attractive because you manage to completely and utterly avoid 
hardware vulnerabilities like Spectre and Meltdown. On the other hand, you know what you've just done? You have created the absolute worst kind of security. You have created security through obscurity. <laughs> this is such a bad idea. This really is. I have negative faith this will end well. You want to know why? Think about how fast government works. Any government, for that fact. Unless it's a dictatorship or a monarchy. The speed of government is super slow. You think Apple dragging its feet for two weeks while there's a major security vulnerability is bad? <laughs> oh boy. Just wait. Until you watch an organization like the EU that its only solution for any problem is to send a fine. What is it going to do when it finds out there's a huge vulnerability in its systems? Oh dear, it looks like a rogue nation has went ahead and hacked all of our systems and we can't do anything. Send them a fine that they'll ignore. This is awful. This is literally awful. Chat says it's okay. They'll just outlaw the defect. Problem solved. Case closed. You can't use that defect in our system. That's illegal. That'll stop those criminals. Wait. In fact, actually, this kind of, I can't remember which Discord I saw this in. It was in someone's meme feed on one of the Discords that, that just straight up said, Are you being mugged? Just say no. The mugger cannot take your possessions legally without your consent. That's pretty much what this would end up being. <laughs> yes, the mugger will will not legally acquire your stuff. With just, just mm. your brain hurts. This is such a terrible idea. This is all Apple's fault, by the way. I'm I'm just gonna say that. But speaking of hilariously behind the times, Windows Seven is uh. Well, it's a year after the end of support deadline, but millions upon millions have chosen not to upgrade and instead opted for the program to get extended support rather than to upgrade to Windows 10. This actually also gives a good chance to kind of look back at how Windows 10 
has went from a fresh nightmare. Actually, no. Windows 10 first thought of as, oh, hey, this is actually kind of neat. This is pretty usable. And then it went, no, stop making me upgrade to this is fine. And I'm honestly not sure how much of everyone's acceptance of Windows 10 now is just the boiling frog effect and how much of it is actually Windows 10 actually improving. Because for the most part, the Windows 10 updates that are still mandatory, by the way, are still done in such a non-intrusive way 99% of the time that it's just a very, very rare moment when things go wrong. And when things do go... Now, granted... My experience with Windows 10 is abnormal because I use Windows 10 on multiple different systems. And the one that I have the most problems with is this streaming rig. And I admit with this streaming rig, I do terrible things to it. Like hooking up a GoXLR that is technically 30 different audio devices. Which, by the way, that becomes a nightmare. We're trying to figure out which channel is what? It's great, TM. In all seriousness, though, I do love my GoXLR. Fantastic mixer. It's just a shame no one can get their hands on it anymore. But I digress. So my experience with Windows 10 is not the average use case. I do know a couple other streamers that I've had problems with Windows 10. One in particular. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, though. Regulars of my Twitch channel know exactly who I'm talking about when I'm about to describe this. Anytime Windows 10 upgrades, it mutes chunks of his audio stack. And he's just literally unable to stream anytime there's a Windows update because it just... It just decides to update the wrong driver and borks everything. And it's an absolute nightmare. And there's at times when it takes him two days to recover and be able to stream again. And the guy streams full time. He is put out of work for two days straight. Because of how much Windows 10 hates his audio stack. But most users, I say most, in like air quotes, normally don't notice anything. But, you know, your mileage may vary. Speaking of your mileage may vary, Huawei... Anyway, moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that should just be one Eagle Eyes on Tech. Just like, oh, just like, start saying, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North. So I'm going to read this Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Huawei. That's going to do it for me. Stay safe and stay healthy. J- just, just, just Huawei. 
Huawei was banning Tencent games in some sort of strange Chinese cannibalism metaphor. But uh, it has since decided to restore those Tencent games. So you too can now go back and enjoy your spying cell phone and play your terrible, absolutely terrible games made by, I'd assume, a high schooler. That is nothing but gotcha games through and through. Speaking of Tencent and terrible games, whatever happened to uh, Diablo Immortal? Has there has there been official word about that? Hmm. Maybe, maybe they did the smart thing and just, oh, I don't know, killed it. Apple, however, has removed 39,000 game apps from its China Apple store. Specifically to... Meet the approval of the. Well, you can put two and two together. It was specifically because of a Chinese authority crackdown on unlicensed games. A quick update regarding the Twitch situation. Uh, Apparently. the the video entirely is just gone <laughs> oh my god it's kind of man i usually dodge these sort of twitch outages i managed to somehow dodge them and it's now just that's it the end incredible in Freaking credible. I mean, all I can do is really just shake my head in the end. Oh, man. But yeah, Apple removed 39,000 games and 46,000 apps from the Chinese app store. Fantastic. In other things that Apple's removed, Apple's removed the application Vibe Together, which is an application that was used to arrange parties during the virus TM. So during the time when everyone was supposed to stay home and stay safe and stay healthy, people are using Vibe to do exactly the opposite of that. Slow freaking clap. Smooth like butter. Uh, 
Well, I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about that, honestly. But in the end, it is what it is. I, I could go either way. On on one hand, you know, I feel like you should be able to be able to gather if you're smart about it. If you go ahead and say, hey, you know, I know I'm tested. While I'm out on my way there, I'm just going to go straight there. I'm not going to go and li- lick someone's face or anything stupid like that. Actually, even outside of a pandemic, don't lick someone's face. That's weird. I don't know where this is going. It's almost as weird as Apple making a foldable iPhone. Just 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 think about that for for one second. Foldable iPhone. We're going to talk about that more after a quick break. Um, This Twitch thing is kind of making me rethink how we proceed with the rest of the podcast. I am potentially looking at a secondary method. We will be back. I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Oh, man. So, Twitch is back. It's working again. We, we, we hope. But, man, we, 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 were, we had to contemplate whether we're going to live broadcast it in the Discord. But, like, set up a lock so no one could voice chat at the same time because for those who don't know the way I make sure that no sounds that go over Twitch get into the podcast is that the podcasting software, the Spreaker Studio software looks at the chat mic channel. So if I were to do a live broadcast in the Discord chat system I have to make sure no one can voice chat. Otherwise, anything they say would be picked up by the podcast software mixed in in real time. And then it just it's unusable audio because there's no way I could filter it out without some serious editing. And it would be a nightmare. But I digress. Because we're safe. I do, however, want to move back to the foldable Apple iPhone. This is a very interesting little prototype that is supposedly passing internal durability tests. 
the big difference between Apple and Android is the big difference between PC gaming and console gaming. In the PC universe, you have much, much wider options on your hardware and, in fact, can squeeze a lot more performance and features in PC gaming than you can in a console. Console, it's very walled in. You have very little choice on what you can get. But there's one big difference between the gaming comparison and the smartphone comparison. PC gaming is always more expensive than consoles. Whereas iOS versus Android, the prices are very similar. But with iPhone, you there there's a noticeable amount of stability that is in there. But it's a Walden Garden. There's very little you can do in regards to the customization of your home screen. Even now, now that you even have widgets on iPhone, you are still, still limited in bizarre ways. Like, for example, if you wanted a 4 by 2 clock face on your on your main home screen, and then under that a little 2 by 2 square with your weather, no luck. Chat says the bit like having no headphone jack. You just don't have that on Apple. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sad now because far, far too many Android phones are following that trend. And I absolutely still hate it despite the fact that I have pretty much came to the conclusion that I'm not going to use my headphone jack anymore. I haven't used the headphone jack on my phone in a year and a half. But at the same time, I know I can live without the headphone jack. I know there are tons of other people out there that want their headphone jack. And I don't blame them. There's no excuse. And before anyone says, but the waterproofing, oh, shut your stupid face. You can make a headphone jack waterproof. It's not that hard. Heck, I have a very high water-resistant phone already, the Galaxy S10. Guess what? It has high water resistance and a headphone jack. But I digress. 
The world of folding phones, however, is a bizarre one. Because let's be honest here for a second. The world of folding phones, however, is pretty much one giant compromise. First off, they are obscenely expensive. They just are. There's no other way to look at it. You are paying for the premium of a brand new emerging technology. But then the feel of them is awful. In fact, real quick, since we finally have the luxury of a Twitch chat again, by the way, super happy that it's back now. How many of you have felt the screen of a folding phone? I'm not saying how many of you own one. I'm just saying either from checking out a friend's or just going into a Best Buy while in a hazmat suit or whatever, actually felt the screen of, say, the Galaxy Z Flip or the Galaxy Note 2, or not the Note 2, the uh, the Fold 2. If you haven't, I strongly recommend... Whenever you have a chance to, and I'm not saying, you know, go, go to a Best Buy on Black Friday when they've, ex- when they're at like full capacity or whatever. I'm just saying like, you know, when you have a chance, when you feel safe doing it, I do encourage you go feel one and then make sure to feel One of the standard glass phones next to it. There is a drastic distance. It is not a good feel. The screen feels like this kind of plastic rubberish texture. Your finger just doesn't glide smoothly across it at all. It's it's not a good touchscreen experience. And then of course... There's my personal favorite, the fact that your fingernail can put permanent dents into a foldable screen. There's just no getting around that. So the so the rumors of a foldable iPhone Unless Apple has figured out some way to get around all the problems that current folding phones have, and there are a ton of them, there is no reason to get a folding phone unless you just want to be that guy that just wants to show off way more than they want to have a functional phone. There's no reason to get one. So Apple, the company that is known for just... Go get an iPhone and have a stable experience and be happy forever. It flies right in its face. All right. Well, good luck. Now, 
in fairness, the rumored iPhone is supposed to be a dual screen model. So it most likely is going to be one that is very akin to the Surface Duo. The Surface Duo, for those who forgot, that's Microsoft's folding phone that is just two screens and a really cool hinge. That, that I think could be a very good experience. And Apple doing it, I think the good things that's going to try and make that design more mainstream. And honestly, the whole concept of having a good high-end portable computer like that with more screen real estate, I'm all in favor. But they are also coming out with one that will be a standard foldable phone like the Z Flip or the Moto Razor that will be half the size of a phone and then unfold into a full-sized phone. I think that is going to be an awful experience because folding screens aren't there yet! They just aren't. But we'll see. Maybe. Maybe Apple has actually decided to innovate. Wow. That's a crazy thought. So we'll see what the heck Apple's going to do. It's going to be good. The Samsung S21 is available for pre-orders. But there's a couple problems with this. Uh, First off, we don't know anything about the phone. We have uh, some renders of the phone. We have no official information about the phone. We don't even know if it's called the Galaxy S21. We literally have no official information about the phone at all. But you can pre-order it. Really? (laughs) Really? I have no words. My words have failed me. (sighs) You might be wondering how. Well, you see, you fill out a form on Samsung's website, and that is to reserve your chance to pre-order the next Galaxy. Just don't. Just, just, just don't pre-order it. Pre-ordering is a bad idea. All right. How about some GPS news, or how about some GPS news that just never happened? There was a 
report that spread like freaking wildfire about 500,000 RTX 3000 series graphic cards that were lost in shipment and were found in a stranded shipping canister also referred to as a can but I digress but it was caused by human error uh, by the way the story is fake the story is super fake and it has in fact never happened apparently it was the report was put out as part of a Spanish April Fool's Day or some such thing I'm not I'm not gonna lie I'm not laughing I, I'm not laughing at all also um the first thing that seemed kind of odd was I mean I know about the size of a naval shipping container they're oddly enough about the size of a semi-truck trailer I found it very hard to believe that 500,000 GPUs could fit into one shipping container. It just didn't make sense. Maybe I'm just, maybe my, my brain math just didn't add up. Maybe it actually is possible, but... The whole thing seemed kind of bizarre. It seemed too good to be true. And sure enough, four hours after the story went viral, it was confirmed to just straight up be fake news. Speaking of things that aren't fake news, however, the Gigabyte and Aorus RTX 3080 Ti models apparently do exist. And have been leaked out. There are also some other models of RTX 3060 cards. But here is something that's annoying. About these releases. Um, Well. The 3080 Ti is about what you expect. We're expecting 20 gigabytes of RAM. On the RTX 3080. Which would be double, or I'm sorry, the 3080 Ti, which is double what the RTX 3080 has by default. But here's the problem. This RTX 3060 that's being rumored is rumored to have 12 gigabytes of onboard RAM. That's more than the 3060 Ti, and that's more than the RTX 3080. What? What? Why? Why would you... What? Ah! Who else felt... Who who else just felt like that, that hurt their brain? 
a little bit. Your 3060 has four gigabytes more than the 3060 Ti, a GPU that's higher end and faster, and two and two gigabytes more than the 3080, which is the second most powerful current RTX 3000 GPU out there. And before anyone goes, but the, but the, 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 the RAM. The, the, the RAM make the thing go faster and better. That's not what RAM does. RAM on a GPU allows for data to be stored on the graphic card while it's projecting it. You, for the most part, without getting too specific, the more RAM on the card the higher resolution you can go on the card. If the rest of the card can do that resolution. Like, for example, let's say, for example, the 3090 is capable of just barely doing 8K gaming. Well, it's not going to be able to do 8K gaming if it doesn't have enough RAM to do it. Also, don't just just don't do 8K gaming. Do, do not under any circumstances go out and get a 3090 to do 8K gaming. I am going to find you and I'm going to slap you with a trout. And you're not even going to be baffled by it. You're going to go, yeah, I deserve that. No. Bad. So the 3060 having 12 gigs just seems... Really weird, really bizarre, really infuriating, and super, super confusing. So yeah, very NVIDIA. So, we. This is going to be fun. We have some other leaks out of Lenovo confirming the RTX 3060, 3050 Ti, and 3050. And here's the best part. Their 3060 as well shows 12 gigabytes of RAM. The 3050 Ti shows 6 gigabytes, and the 3050 shows 4 gigabytes of RAM. The 3050, oddly enough, also shows having a DVI port. DVI, huh? But why? Why would you do this? You know what actually is the biggest disappointment, though? According to this leak, the 3050 is going to be a 90-watt GPU. Aww. For those who aren't sure why I'm disappointed by the fact of the 90-watt GPU, 
the main reason you get a card as low end as a 3050 or a 3050 Ti, the 50 tier cards, you get them for one of two reasons. One, you don't know any better, and it's the only thing that was available at Best Buy, and now you can go play your Minecrafts. Or B, because you are a really, really super budget gamer, you went ahead and you found a Dell Optiplex off a commercial lot for 50 bucks, and then you just went ahead and spent an extra 150 bucks on your... 2050 or 3050 and just slapped it in. The problem is that a lot of those sort of low end like found at a at a used lot sort of computers like an Optiplex is that they have no 6 pin connector for the GPU. This means the highest wattage you can take in that slot is 75 watts. If it's above 75 watts, you now need a six-pin connector. But I can convert my Molex to a six-pin. That's good enough, right? Please don't do that. Please don't convert your Molex or your SATA to a six-pin connector on a used Dell Optiplex. Please don't do that. If you do do that, make sure there's a fire extinguisher next to your computer. Make sure it is under some sort of fire suppression system. Bad things will happen. I mean, they won't... They. It's not like they will happen... But they probably will. So I'm a little sad. I'm a little disappointed to see that. I really did wish that the 50 series was going to be 75 watts or lower. It is a shame. It is a damn shame. Now, in other GPU news, for those who want an excuse not to get a GPU now, uh, the next NVIDIA architecture that we won't see for until, I guarantee you, late 2022, I'm just saying, at a Lovelace, the next GPU architecture from NVIDIA will supposedly be 71% more powerful than the RTX 3080 according to unicorns I suppose d- d- don't just don't do this just 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 go wait for a 30 series Don't look at this article and think, I need to wait and get a GPU. No, stop that. Bad. Bad. But it's 71% faster. No, stop that. They're not. How could they know it's going to be 71% more powerful? They're like in the early dev stages of the next GPU architecture. I disbelieve 
that they managed to squeeze 71% more performance in the next architecture already. That just doesn't seem feasible. It almost seems as unfeasible as someone getting 78 RTX 3080s and hooking up all the one rig for cryptocurrency mining. That is also equally as unbelievable. Oh, son of you know, it is real. There is, in fact, a mining farm with 78 PNY GeForce RTX 3080s. And it's capable of generating $128,000 worth of Ethereum every year. I hate this guy so much. I just. This is why we can't have nice things. This. This right here. This jag. Is why we can't have nice things. Chat wants to know, will it run Doom? (laughs) Considering the fact that most likely, I don't know this for a fact, but most likely because of the way these things are rigged up. Uh, probably not. The thing is, is that when it comes to a mining rig, and the only reason I know this because I thought about it for myself, um, CPU is so unimportant. You like want, you want like no CPU performance whatsoever. You like, um, they will go ahead and intentionally get like. A Celeron desktop processor, whatever the lowest end, most power sipping CPU they can, and throw it into a board. And then they will start using PCIe bifurcation to split out the PCIe slots into as many graphic card slots as possible. Because the amount of instructions going to each GPU is very, very little. Like, you normally run these GPUs at what's considered 1x. In fact, your ideal solution right now would be a really low-end Epic processor, since you can bifurcate out 200 GPUs at 1x each. So, you know, that's going on with this. Chat brings out a good point. Hey, remember when uh, NVIDIA said we are taking precautions to keep bit miners from draining our supply chains? Pepperidge Farms remembers. Something, something, my disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. Now, before you start thinking, whoa, I need to go and get GPUs and start doing Bitcoin mining. First off, no, you're doing Ethereum mining. You cannot turn a profit Bitcoin mining with GPUs. You need ASICs to to mine Bitcoin. That's just... That's just true. 
The other thing is that this guy, once you run the run the numbers, consider the fact that he most likely bought these GPUs at scalper prices. It is estimated it's going to take this guy 10 months to earn back his investment on this Bitcoin mining rig. Good luck. That's all I can ask. Yeah, chat says unless this guy is one of the scalpers. Considering the fact that they're all the exact same brand. Maybe. They're all the exact same card. Maybe this guy went ahead and uh, jacked that mythical shipping container. Speaking of mythical, Bitcoin is surging to stupid high prices. For whatever reason, Bitcoin has ballooned to to 28,500 US dollars per digital coin but that's not the best part i just lied that's not the actual price that's the price three days ago from january 2nd which is when i'm recording this right now the most current price as of january 2nd at 345 when i'm recording this is he says refreshing his page just to make sure $31,600. And that actually just dropped a hundred and some dollars. No, it was at 32,000 and some dollars. It actually dropped a full $1,000 from when I first brought up the price. At the beginning of the recording session and right now. So in one hour and nine minutes and some change, because of course we actually do take breaks during the commercial breaks, the price dropped $1,200. What the heck? We're going to take one last break here when we come back. Some very fascinating and interesting science stories, as well as evidence that Nintendo is gonna Nintendo. What do you want to da da da? What do you want to da da da? I'm not a da what to da da da. We could switch to Progressa da da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and sa. Mkaw. We could sa enough to buy some za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote da da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. 
Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, you, you know what I love? Right now, on like a lot of news organizations, they normally talk about what's the what's the what's the highest grossing movie right now. Well, here it is. Wonder Woman 1984 earns highest box office openings of the pandemic era. Why is this a headline? The, 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 no movie theaters are open. How could there be box office openings if there's no box offices? This is how desperate we are. I actually haven't heard a whole lot of, uh, of this movie in general, and I'm not going to lie... I think the only thing I've been watching recently is like old TV shows. So it's just been something to have in the background while I'm working on something else. How about something you actually can measure? Cyberpunk 2077, despite being basically everyone's whipping boy, still sells 13 million copies at launch. And this is including... The returns. You can't hear me clapping because of the way this mic works. But you know what? Bravo. Not gonna lie. I actually do have high hopes for the game. And for the most part, the game looks great. And looks like a fun time. I'm I personally don't have a copy yet just because Well, I know better. My my PC that's built out of an old Z four forty and and rocking a GTX ten sixty in it, it's not gonna play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven very well. But that's just something I know as a PC gamer, it's it's a thing. You need to upgrade your your GPU and your rest of your system fairly well. It's just not going to cut it. Actually, according to the recommended specs, it should run it, except for the fact that uh, mine has a mechanical hard drive in it. Chat wants to know which one are you using because they're running an EVGA... 1060 super i actually don't know i think mine's just a standard 1060 it 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 doesn't have like a, an overbuilt cooler or anything that I can overclock and try to squeeze some extra performance out of speaking of some extra performance we have a new world record but with a fusion reactor running for a grand total of 20 seconds. Woohoo! I'm trying to think. Um, what year was it in Sim City that uh, that you had access to cold fusion reactors by? We just gotta wait until then. 
But, I mean, this is still a big step. You know, 20 seconds for a sustained fusion reaction that's stable. It's pretty good. Getting closer. Now, I mean, not usable, but, you know, the future is coming. Speaking of other scientific advancements, a team at Oxford University is uh, finding a way to turn carbon dioxide into jet fuel. Huh. Interesting. I mean, granted, you'd have to break down the carbon dioxide, but I mean, carbon is burnable. Oxygen, which is the dioxide part, is also very burnable. So it should, in theory, be possible, but... uh. It's an interesting little thing and uh, definitely could be in our future. Good signs for the future. And before you go, oh, wow. We're 2021 is already starting off great. These articles were from technically 2020. So, good news out of 2020 does exist. But speaking of bad news out of 2020, I give you the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. The Mario Kart Mario Kart Tour was shut down by Nintendo. <sighs> I I just I know it's I, I have mixed feelings about this because of course I mean they should have just gone to Nintendo but I got a feeling that Nintendo just was just like no we're going to do it ourselves and then they just never did it and so there's just it's just once again just another thing to pile up on top of all of this of just Nintendo, the company of fun, once again saying, No fun allowed. Good going. Good going. Mario, uh, Nintendo. I mean, I get why. It is their IP. And in fact, they did recently launch their own silly little uh, amusement park that no one can go to because of the virus, TM. But, I mean, come on, Nintendo. Instead of sending a cease and desist order, have you thought of maybe approaching with a licensing agreement get your name on this get some advertising out there and heck the cars they're using are very like homebrew sort of thing 
you know, throw some sponsorship money that way along with that licensing agreement sort of thing. Get your money back out of it. Get the cars looking super, super nice. There's a huge opportunity here, and it's just now gone. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening, and I encourage you, please check out our daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, now being longer per episode wherever you found this podcast iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, literally everywhere. Thousands of different outlets that we're on, most of which I don't even know about because that's how podcasting works. And check out my Twitch page that hopefully will work from here on out at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Take care and hopefully have a great day. And for the record, the Twitch page is working right now as we end the podcast. But here's the real question I want to ask Nintendo. When they send a cease and desist letter, is the envelope in the shape of a blue Koopa shell? That would be awful, but that is a huge missed opportunity if it's not. Just saying. Over the past year, I've helped thousands turn their lives around. And today, I'm going to tell you the one simple trick that will change everything. All you have to do is... And now a message from our sponsor. With Progressive, you can bundle your boat, RV, or other outdoor vehicle for great protection and even more savings. Progressive. And that's it. You'll have that for the rest of your lives. So excited for you. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.